Let's talk about crime for a moment here. The uh, Several lawmakers and people in the Hyde Park community are sounding the alarm about violence. Uh, we've seen a rise in crime across the city when it comes to the most violent categories of crime. But in Hyde Park, homicides are up 84% year to year. Just yesterday, horrific news coming from there. Three incidents, two people were left dead including that UFC student, the international student from China, who was in graduate studies when he was robbed and killed in the course of that robbery. We talked with congressional candidate Jamal Cole yesterday's show. He called in and he he wanted to talk about what happened to him on the way to a lunch meeting. And he was shot at. I've been in so many shootouts at this point that I knew it wasn't firecrackers at broad day. And so my first instinct is to dive to the ground. and I hurt myself diving underneath the car. Um, but then I, I was scared, so I got up and I started running for my life. And so, and that's when, as I was running, I saw a glass shattering while, while I was running. But, you know, you don't really look back to see what's going on. You just know, you know, when you have that, it's like almost a feeling in your stomach you're going to die. And so everything slows down. And, like, you know, I've had that happen to me before. So it's almost like my body has the muscle memory it takes to, to maneuver. And so I just, I hate that I've been through so much like that. But that's, you know, by the time you hear the shots, it's already over, you know. So you can't even react as how fast it happens. You just pray that you weren't hit. Frightening experience, Jamal, is okay, but a lot of concerns lingering. State Senator Robert Peters is in the 13th District, represents the Hyde Park area of Chicago, and I know you're you're concerned about it. You're hearing about it from a lot of folks right now. I can only imagine, uh, Senator Peters. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. What do we do? I mean, where, where do you go from here? A day like that is a wake-up call. There's a, a real problem with rising crime across the city, not just there, but this is... Uh, this seems like a moment in time that is, is getting a lot of people to stand up. And you, you've, you've, heard, you've heard this, you see this, and say, come on, what do we do? Well, I think it's important to note that um, we have communities that have been on fire uh, for quite a long time. And when there's fire, there's smoke. And so it ends up impacting the entire city. Our job is to make sure that we lift up these communities on fire. We have to put out the fire. And what I mean by that is we have people who have had a different tier in terms of the COVID recovery. Um, you know, they've most likely had to work through the pandemic. Uh, they've most likely struggled with housing during the pandemic. Uh, and they were struggling before that. And so fundamentally, what we have to do is think about this systemically. Almost every response when we think about a public safety crisis is after the crisis. And so all we're doing is relatively performative work of post-crisis response. It has nothing to do with what would really bring safety to a community. The way I put this is people in South Shore should have the same level of safety as someone who lives in the North Shore. They should have the good housing, a good job, a good school. They should feel like they have good health care. They should be able to walk down the street. We need to confront this crisis and see this violence as a mirror, a reflection of what is going on in people's lives. Because if we don't do that, we're going to just be having these same conversations over and over again. The shooting of that student was a block away from my house. Mm -hmm. So when I walk outside at night, I have to live with that trauma. This isn't some big talking point that you hear from so many people in positions of power who don't even understand what this feels like. This is something that I have to confront as a state senator and as a resident. And to me, I'm sick and tired of the same old status quo BS that we've been leaning on over and over again. I don't want a press conference. I don't want talking points. I want to get to the root cause. 
and I want to make sure that we lift up everybody. Everybody should feel safe in the city. That is not happening. It's upsetting and it's frustrating. I think that people don't feel safe in a lot of different neighborhoods. I, I think that when you look at the crime trends, and I've seen the maps for the most violent crimes, carjackings and homicides and shootings, they, they, they're not equally spread out, but they certainly are spread out. And you've seen downtown have a major surge as well. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a city thing. It isn't a neighborhood by neighborhood thing. And, and I'm just bringing you on because of the recent um, the, the recent calls for action in your neighborhood. And it feels as if people are, are, are motivating around this and trying to do something. And, and I think you can do more about the root causes and what, what drives people in this direction. But the house is on fire as well. And what do you do immediately? I've even heard uh, Cook County Board President. Tony Preckwinkle say that we've got to do both. You can do both. You can do you can you can address what what gets you to this point in time. And you can also address what's happening right now so that more more innocent people aren't victimized. Do you agree with that? Yeah, so I do. And I think that what we need to look at is um, we're looking at clearance rates, you know, for vehicular hijacking at 15 percent. We're looking at, you know, arrest rates for murder at 25 percent. We're looking at the fact that at the same time you combine it with a mass eviction crisis for so many people, particularly in South Shore. You look at the fact that people who live in O Block and Woodlawn who are struggling to get by. You, we have to do both. But I, what I'm not here for is roughly some same old talking point doubling down on, oh, we've got to have more police and more surveillance. I live in Hyde Park. We have two massive police departments, not just CPD. University of Chicago Police Department. There's more cameras, both closed circuit television cameras to look at things. But that doesn't stop somebody who's experienced 14 years old, 15 years old, who's experienced literally a decade worth of harm and pain from acting out of that harm and pain, from getting out of car and shooting somebody. That's just not going to work. It's clearly not working. What we're talking about right now is the status quo is failing us. It is fundamentally collapsing. Why would we double down on it? If the bears were this bad, we would fire the general manager. We have a harsher way of dealing with our sports teams than we do with public safety. This is a call to action. Why are we going to double down on something that's worse than the bears, worse than the bulls? Well, I guess the bulls now, but worse than, than our sports teams. I mean, it, it, think about that. That's ridiculous. If, if, if the, the White Sox were this bad, over and over again, people would be like, you got to get rid of them. And our public safety policy has been fundamentally one of the worst performers, uh, you know, for people in the city. I, I, to me, yes, we, there's stuff we have to do now. We have to, you know, we, we're increasing money to do violence intervention. But that doesn't go into effect until next year, right? It takes time to ramp up. We need to see a boost when it comes to actual some level of clearance rates, if that's there. But we can't just rely on that. We need to see investments. That comes from the federal government to the state government to the city government. We need to make sure money is going into those communities. And if we don't do that, we're just playing games. Isn't, I'm I, sick and tired of not feeling safe. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm very mad and I'm upset go ahead. because it is painful and it is nerve-wracking. And I know people are mad. This is both personally upsetting. It's upsetting as a state senator. And at the end of the day, I just want public safety for everybody. I want everyone to feel safe in every zip code. So I, I apologize. I'll, I'll stop ranting. You, you can't let a politician have a mic. You, you don't have to apologize. And, and I can, I, I'm sure people are coming to you left and right in that neighborhood and explaining to you that very personal stories of not feeling safe or, or near misses, as we heard Jamal Cole talk about. That is not 
a good thing to live with. And even the survivors of crime who, who, who are okay physically are not okay mentally. And that's an excellent point you raise. I, I want to ask you, though, about the funds. And I'm, I got to pause here for a second. When we come back, though, because money alone doesn't answer this problem. But the kinds of services you're talking about, uh, you know, the kinds of the mental health and housing and health care and those kinds of things, the investment in communities, we have a big flow of federal dollars coming this way. And I just wonder how much of that is going to those sorts of causes. You are you're in state government. And I do want to ask you about that, Senator Peters. We left off there as we were talking about the kinds of changes that need to happen to address the causes of the violence. And I just wonder, we've had billions of dollars come from the federal government. How much of that is being put toward these kinds of initiatives that you think will actually help address this issue? We're starting and in the state trying to recover from what was a disastrous budget impact to start funding things, right? But to fix four years, you know, four, well, two years of an impasse, but four years of pain on top of years of austerity, it's not going to happen with the snap of a finger. And I think that oftentimes for us who are in elected office or in politics, we feel a lot of pressure to make the promise that we're going to fix things like a snap of the finger. But this is going to take a long-term effort Short term, we need to intervene. Short term, we need to start putting those investments in. But we're talking about years of massive disinvestment. I mean, in, in all honesty, the weight of this that we need to sit with is 30 to 40 years of disinvestment that has happened, post-industrial disinvestment particularly, post-Great Recession disinvestment that's happened, a, uh, the budget impasse disinvestment that's happened, and we need to be able to basically jumpstart and boost the size and scale of that. So I would say we at the state have implemented and, you know, made strong cases around uh, equitably funding programs and equitably moving money uh, to communities most in need, particularly our working class communities, our working class communities of color. Um, and I think the main part is that we just need to keep doing that. And as that money comes in from the federal government, we've got to keep that up. Mm-hmm. We have to think about this as a public safety policy agenda. It's not simply just, you know, economics as itself, but it's also about public safety. And for us to reimagine and redefine what it means to have safety in our communities. And so I think as we head into next year, there are a lot of people, you know, they hide, they, they, they complain about something, you know, like CRT or something, or they, you know, or vaccine mandates or whatever it might be. Uh, that distracts us from talking about working class communities who need funding, particularly working class communities of color. And so we have to not let a blowback against a movement in 2020 distract us from what we need to do to make sure that every community in every zip code is lifted up and invested in. And so I, I think that as more funding comes in, we continue to push down this path and we continue to advocate and we continue to push more and more. We can't just I, I, I fundamentally do not believe in the idea of sitting back and being defensive. Mm-hmm. We have to be offensive when dealing with these crises. And it, it's important to know. And I'll, I'll let you. Yeah, I got I got about 15 seconds yeah. left here, State Center. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you go. You, 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 you ask that question or whatever. Or if you if you have anything, I'll, I'll just say, let me just say really quickly. We have an economic crisis, a public health crisis. And a crisis is stopping racism. That did not just end. Well, we, an ongoing fight that we need to, to work on. 
I'd agree, and I hope that you'll come back on again and explain to us what is being done as a member of our state legislature and the things you're hearing that are working. So uh, please keep us posted. Definitely. Thank you so much, Anna, for having me. I, I, I love that. I love your show. I love what WGN's doing here, and uh, I'm excited to talk more about what we need to Thank do. Thank you. We're trying not to ignore these issues. I know they affect a lot of people's lives. State Senator Robert Peters there, 13th District. He represents Hyde Park.